Thanks, Teresa. Thanks, Teresa. One second. I'm currently trying to... You're a dirty little whore, Teresa. Spank me good. Ooh. Well, that's a way to do it. What is this? Can't wait for the AI to find out how to spank you. I'm sure there's a lot of other people mm. also waiting for AI to find out how to spank them. Probably. Most maybe likely. a little, maybe a little pegging on top. Ooh. I want God, pizza. We're just all horny. How do you guys now, feel huh? about pegging? Good. Um, I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not like a fan of the idea. Morgan wants it to happen to me, but I don't hmm. want it. What has that? What does she that, gain from this? How does that make you feel, Adam? <laughs> what does she gain out of pegging you? <laughs> Is she a sadist? So does she enjoy pure, your pain? Yeah, just the pure satisfaction of seeing me get pegged. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the new episode of Drunken Jurors, uh, Chris Watts, part three, the finale, take, <laughs> take two. Take two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, God, I can't wait to talk about fun topics again. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and you were the only ones here, so. <laughs> That's true. Adam was fresh ears. So, for ta- the first take that we did for everyone, um, Adam was, was on the I- phone the entire time for the first 25 minutes that uh, Nick and I recorded. And finally, by the time Adam came back, he's like, all right, what are we talking about? And we we're just like, you know what? Fuck this. My real <laughs> crap. My real got another was... phone call once we started. <laughs> yeah, we started. I immediately got a phone call and I was like, all right, like, I'll be back. It's my realtor. And then I came back about 10 minutes later. She called me again. And I was like, all right. So part two or take two, part three, though, part three, take two, session one, yeah. point five, kind of. Curse of the Black Pearl. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, I'm Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And I don't have a camera this week. But if you're listening to the audio, that doesn't matter to you. (laughs) So what I'm saying, I'm just wasting time at this point. True. And we have a lot to get through. We do. Kind of. Ish. Yeah, I don't is know. there a lot of stuff we don't want to get through? Yeah, I really, <laughs> I think I might just be stalling at this point. Um, I'm drinking Bush Diesel, oh, per God, the I usual. Literally, literally I, kill someone for a bottle for a case Bush. I am drinking a mixed drink. It is three shots of apple smash rum oh, with stale ginger ale. How's that? <laughs> Honestly. Way better than I thought it was going to be. I feel like apple and ginger go together. That's yeah. what I thought, and it's very good. It's like apple pie almost. Because I don't ginger. think there's any gonna, ginger in apple and pie. And I'm going to let you know it tastes nothing like apple pie. We can try that sometime, but I don't think ginger it's going to apple well. pie. I feel like the ginger might replace the, the hit apple? of the cinnamon. Oh. <laughs> we'll replace the apple with the ginger. Oh, there we sounds... go. Isn't that like a rutabaga? <laughs> Rutabaga? Do you mean rhubarb? Yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking moron. I've never had that. Oh, I'm uh, I'm drinking. (laughs) So I'm drinking Bud Light because that's all Target has. Because Target discriminates against good taste. Uh, I currently have a glass of the real McCoy single blended twelve year old rum. And before that, I had a glass of Mixer's limited release toasted barrel whiskey. 
All right, so we left off on part two with uh, Chris confessing, saying that Shanann had strangled the kid, so he got into a fit of rage and did the same thing to her, and then gave the location of all the bodies, which was Survey 319. So episode, or part three here, we're going to go through the finding of the bodies, the mm-hmm. autopsies of the bodies, which is the part that n- neither Nick or I want to go through. And then we you have... You act like I want to go through that. No, we're not saying you do, but we just don't know <laughs> if you're going to hate it as much as we did. <laughs> um, then we have Nicole's next three interviews with the police, which I'm going to sum up into a solid, hopefully, five-minute segment because they are stupid and don't really give any info. And then we got Chris's plea deal, his quote-unquote sentencing, and then theories. Well, his prison interview, which I also won't go into much because still not a lot came out of it, but we're going to have fun. And then theories is what we're going to end off with, and we're going to probably have some fun with those because we're going to need it after after such sadness. You guys got anything you want to say about uh, the first couple parts? Anything you want to get out before we go into some absolute garbage because now I'm stalling? So my sources for this one is a deal with the devil discovering chris watts the facts part two and then also uh my other source is the truth within the lies discovering chris watts the theories part three uh i had crimea by orlando oh shit that's wrong god uh, damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i hate to tell you but we're not going over that oh, topic shit, today uh, all right uh <clears throat> my daddy is a hero how chris watts went from family man to family killer by lena derhali uh we'll get if we, we can talk about it later i was not a big fan of this book uh i was the netflix documentary well, American I expect a, something like that. I don't remember. The I name. expect a full rundown of the entire production cast, Adam. God damn it! I went through the production story. cast. <laughs> Chris Watts. <laughs> I don't the think police he produced, officers. I don't think he had anything to do with it. But you could you could say he wrote the story though. He was a screenwriter. <laughs> American Murder, The Family Next Door. Yeah, I was I, I was close. <laughs> Were you? On the afternoon of August 15, 2018, while Tammy and Graham were interrogating Chris Watts, the other members of the investigation team made their way to Survey 319. Um, according to Chris's GPS, he drove to this well site after leaving his house on the morning of August 13th, which is the day that they were killed and quote-unquote went missing. Um, they met with an Anadarko employee who escorted them down to the well site, um, which was fenced in with barbed wire and contained a wellhead and a, sep- a separator and storage tanks on a gravel pad. So at around 3.30 p.m., they deployed an unmanned drone to scan the area and obtain uh, video feeds, as well as multiple photographs. Um, they noticed that in the brush to the south of the pad, they loca- that they located what appeared to be a sheet lying on the ground. And then when they approached the sheet and they discovered a bare area of dirt that appeared to have been recently disturbed. And then they, after finding that they left the area to obtain permission to search because at this time they didn't have a warrant for, to be able to search it. They only had permission. They had to get permission to actually search. So around 4 15 PM, they received consent from the owner of the land to allow them to search the area and collect evidence. So they go in, they approach it, take the stained sheet into evidence, 
and they realized that it was a fitted bed sheet and it had the same pattern that w- of the sheets that were in the Watts uh, bedroom in that wonderful just pile of shit uh, bedding thrown to the side. Um, there were also two garbage bags in the brush close to the sheet, um, which were also left recently. So then they issued a search warrant. And then right after that, um, they were informed that Chris had confessed to killing his wife and dumping her body and his two daughters' bodies at the well site. So then they called on the coroner. At this point, one of the detectives climbs the stairs to the top of the holding tanks and manages to peer inside of the opening with a flashlight. He couldn't really see in there very well because of the gas fumes, um, but he noted that the openings were small. They were actually just eight inches across, and there were numerous strands of blonde hair stuck to the rim. They then made the arrangements to drain the tanks the following morning, and the police put security on site for overnight. And, oh, God, we start getting into the fucking, just the downfall. Also, by the way, disclaimer, um, graphic, quote-unquote, graphic content. We're going to be getting into some very gross stuff, especially with the autopsies. So if you're eating, with, I would not. <laughs> and people with a weak stomach, be wary, maybe skip ahead. Yeah. I'm sure we can do, like, a, a skip to this timestamp. Well, or that uh, involves me finding out the timestamp after doing a lot of editing. <laughs> uh, I would say just mark the times, like the time code in the description. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm speaking. I got nothing. To yeah. Here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. What a guy. <laughs> welcome to the Nick show. <laughs> absolutely useful <laughs> the big show happens during the rest of the, the show so um yeah <laughs> see everyone next week thanks nick so upon the coroner's arrival they uh proceeded to excavate the disturbed area of dirt shanann's body was found just three inches below the surface because you know Lazy. why take the time to put it yeah. any further down um, she was lying face down in a kneeling position. Um, her arms were outstretched in front of her and her feet pulled up underneath and behind her and directed up towards the top of the grave. And this is where her, I get to go into my depressing part. Yeah. Her chest and face primarily were facing down to the ground while her back was oriented up. Her head was towards the west while her feet were towards the east. Uh, her left arm was extended to the east alongside her head. She was wearing a blue pair of underwear, and a light-colored shirt. The depth of the grave when the body was removed was approximately 27 inches deep. Um, They took, then, you know, the coroner took possession of her body and, you know, sent it to where it has to go to do the autopsy. My turn to make make everyone angry. We'll we'll get there. Oh, 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 okay. We'll do it during the autopsy or whenever it's brought up. So at 8.30 a.m. on the 16th of August of 2018, um, Tammy Lee met with multiple Anadarko employees as well as several police officers at the uh, site to recover the bodies of Bella and Cece. Um, they brought in a hazmat unit to obviously do it because it's oil and all that wonderful shit. So um, they did, you know, your safety briefing, and then they were informed that the East Tank contained approximately nine feet of crude oil and the west one approximately 1.4 feet so they uh 
proceed of emptying the east tank first because it's bigger so they did a grid search while they waited um they located the children's blank or they were trying to locate children's blankets and stuffed animals that chris had mentioned leaving at the gravesite. um they couldn't be located i'm assuming they probably ended up in the fucking tank and got like dissolved or fucking destroyed or some shit probably i, th- I think they in the doc they said that uh that like they were the girls were like holding on to their blankies at the time. Yeah, <clears throat> that makes sense to make them yeah. feel safer. So yeah, it's probably less, also less pos- he probably yeah he probably also used them to smother them. So, mm-hmm. um, it took approximately six hours to drain the first tank. Then they pulled away the manway cover, um, and the members of the hazmat unit entered and recovered a female child, obviously. Um, which they later identified as CC. She was covered in oil and was uh, removed from the tank in a de- white decontamination box. And she was wearing a pink nightgown as well as a pull-up diaper. And then once outside the tank, um, Dr. Michael Burson, who was a forensic pathologist, patted her stomach area down with absorbent pads and CC appeared to have skin slippage which we will get into later and was wrapped in a white sheet and laid inside the open body bag which one was cc the younger one she was the one that was three um then they recover bella's body basically same thing just later in the day she was at the bottom of the west tank and she was wearing a pink multicolored shirt and shorts now we get into the wonderful and I mean that in the most sarcastic way, the autopsies. Yet again, disclaimer, this will be kind of graphic and pretty gross depending on how you view stuff. I, I think any to... way you view stuff, yeah. this is pretty bad. So we'll try to get through it together. And in, I'll try to skip a whole bunch of gruesome stuff. But So 10 a.m., the next day, so the 17th of August, Agent Tammy Lee visits McKee Medical Center to attend the autopsies of Shanam, Bella, and CC. So the people doing the autopsies were Dr. Michael Burson and his assistant, Joey uh, Weiner, were present to perform the autopsies. Also attending was Weld County Coroner Carl Blesch, Weld County Chief Deputy District Attorney Steve Wren, Weld County District Deputy District Attorney Patrick Roche, FBI Special Agent Graham Coder, and CBI Crime Scene Analyst Eric Bryant. So the first autopsy performed was on Shanann Watts. Shanann, yet again, was wearing a purple-slash-gray T-shirt, black bra, and a blue thong. Um, Obviously, those were taken into evidence. Um, Shanann appeared to also have a large amount of skin slippage, and her anatomy aniotonic sac was protruding from her vaginal area. Nick, would you like to correct how I said that and also now go into the worst part of this entire thing? Yeah. Um, So when they found her Also, before we do this, Ferda to everyone. This is gonna suck. Yeah, especially because this is blue corn whiskey, so I'm drinking really good rum. I put too much rum in that. That's not good. I'm warm now. <laughs> Same. I just had a flush through of like, I now have the goosebumps because it rushed through my body. I have a, 
I'm chasing this with Bud Light, so I'm upset. Yeah, what are you, fucking stupid? Yes. <laughs> okay. Nick, continue on. Um. <clears throat> so the uh, the when they found Shanann's body, uh, she had what was called a grave birth. So their child. Nico, right? That's what they were going to name the son? I, I think so. I, I never got anything. I think it was Nico. Um, <clears throat> they were going to name him Nico. He was essentially out, and that, it was at that point in the pregnancy where if he had been born premature, they would have been able to, they would have put him in prenatal care, but he would have survived with almost all likelihood. Um, but because it was like she was, 15 weeks at that yeah, point, right? Yeah. It, it, it would have been enough where he's definitely a premature birth, but it's probably some survivalties, but yeah. Yeah, he's it's survivable. So basically, the unborn child and the uh, embryonic sac and everything just kind of fell out because of decomp and the muscles relaxing, relaxing, and just was kind of just there next to her world it wasn't next to her because the dirt kept it in but it was out like she gave birth after death to an unborn child uh i am now getting angry and i am very tired of talking about this as this is the second time i've had to go into it i don't know this this is something that makes me very upset i'm about to mention the next thing that's going to now push nick over the edge but we will try to push past it the fetus and that amnia Amniotic, amniotic sac were removed and collected as evidence. I yes, this makes me incredibly upset. I I know I understand without getting into the political and without getting into everything about it, this to me makes me incredibly upset at the state of Colorado that they tagged a unborn child as evidence like they would tag a computer. It, this upsets me. I, I'm sure it upsets these two to different degrees and t- on different levels, but this is something that really upsets me personally. And that's where we'll leave it. Yep. However everyone feels about it. I'm sure we're all upset. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a shitty thing no matter what. A, yeah. a child died. Yep. Multiple children died, actually, but yeah. an unborn child died also. Yes. And the mother. Yes. A lot of dead people. Yes. Bad, bad things. Yes. <laughs> so also during the autopsy, Dr. Burson advised that Shanann's hyoid bone was not broken. Hyoid bone being in your neck, most times when when you're strangled, when you're manually strangled, it is typically yeah. broken because that the amount of pressure do, it takes to the, strangle. If you someone. do the bone song, the femurs connected to the coccyx or whatever. Uh, co- okay, whatever. Yeah, we'll uh, skip past that, that. That's some. That's the one bone that's not connected, and that's the, like the key sign of manual strangulation is that being cracked or bruised or fractured so although he um pointed out bruising to the soft tissue on the right right side of the bone he also noted bruising to the muscles and tissues in shenan's neck the doctor advised he did not know any other trauma to shenan's body and found no evidence of disease um he also uh he advised that her preliminary cause of death was if it asphyxiation due to manual strangulation which is the official autopsy report and then we have, I have the full autopsies for each. Um, not really going to go into them. I'm going to do the highlights. Um, 
maybe with the kids i'll go for those who don't for those who don't know autopsies are incredibly long and detailed they should be because yes uh, yeah but also there's but a they lot are that yes we, we yeah. don't we really don't know go over we, yeah think a lot of because they go over everything and the skull the brain the everything and like there's a lot of things that are like everything's normal and there's no point in us going into that i'm just going to highlight things that were wrong um her toxicology came back whatever um she did have a blood alcohol concentration of 0.128 grams per 100 milliliter uh we looked this up last time nick and i did this um, she definitely body, had a drink yeah she had a drink and but your body does also produce still yeah like after death and it, you, it, it creates it, some sort of it wouldn't alcohol. be surprising that if she had like a it's not unimaginable that she had a, gla- a glass of wine when she got home or at some point during that evening I can see if they if there was some kind of argument to it, mm-hmm. to just try and de-stress herself a little bit, or Chris could have even done like put alcohol into something. She was it's kind of hard to slip someone alcohol to kill her. I, I don't I don't think it's I've never heard of alcohol being slipped like a roofie. You should start yeah. drinking with me more often. Okay. <laughs> Reflex wild all right so that's really about <laughs> it for shenan next we'll move on to bella so she was the second one the second autopsy performed bella was dressed in by the way i'm just reading straight from the transcripts so this is pretty much just word for word bella was dressed in a pink nightgown covered in butterflies and a pair of underwear these were obviously put into evidence bella also had a large amount of skin slippage i don't know we didn't we haven't explained it yet but we'll explain it yet again graphic content disclaimer here skin slippage happens after death and it is basically this like skin coming like detaching from the muscle and it can like move around more it's really weird especially since they were in oil um basically the skin can kind of almost just slide off Nick, if you have anything, I, I think that's the best I no, can. No, so the oil would have, the oil would preserve, like, and stop insects from starting to consume. Um, but there is still natural decomposition in the body from cells breaking down, even in the vacuum of oil. There's still bacteria. There's still cell degradation, and that would be enough to cause the first layer, first couple layers of skin to start to just slip off like a glove. Um, she had been x-rayed and there was concern she might have suffered a broken jaw, which is thought to, at the time thought that maybe like from this, like he smothered her and like broke her jaw on the thing. But um, these x-rays were sent to a pediatric radiologist at Children's Hospital who advised it appeared to be gas in the area of the jaw, not an actual fracture, which could have been caused by the oil and her being like the fumes and everything. Um. It also appeared Bella had some scrapes to her buttocks and the tops of her shoulders thought to be where she was too wide to enter the opening of the tank without mm-hmm. force, which is what happened because yet again, remember, eight inch opening. This is a child. Um, Dr. Burson also pointed out the following that Bella's frenulum, frenulum, whatever, skin connecting the top lip to the gum was torn, which created a large hole. The inside of her gums and inner lip also appeared bruised, and it appeared she had bit into her tongue. Her injuries were consistent with hard downward pressure on her nose and mouth. Bella's death was violent. 
It appeared she struggled to get away. She was the only one who did. Yeah. Dr. Burson advised Bella's preliminary cause of death was asphyxiation due to manual smothering. He did not know any bruising or injury to her neck, which is in the official autopsy. Do we have any idea of the order that he killed the girls? I'm pretty uh, sure it went yeah. Bella and then Cece because Cece was easier because she was younger. Yeah, that would make sense to me. I think it was the book I read. I think it was the other way around. Um, well, and it could have like, been both make sense to me because like the younger one will be easier. But if they have evidence to show that Bella was probably fighting back to like an ex- a certain extent, like it could be like trying to fight to get away as well. Yeah. Um, Obviously, like she's probably was probably fighting to get away because she was being strangled to death. Yeah. But there would I feel like there would be more fight in her if she just saw her sister get killed yeah i mean either way it's still i mean fighting natural reflex it's just because i feel like i don't i'm not 100 on this don't take my exact word but i feel like there was somewhere that i read when he that he talked about bella dying that it was extremely difficult because of how much she fought back yeah she also because she's the oldest correct Yes. Yeah, she's she four. would have a better comprehension of what's happening. I would be able to kind of understand that she's in danger. All right. So the third and final autopsy was of Cece. Cece was dressed in a pink nightgown and um, Minnie Mouse underwear and a pull-up diaper. The nightgown and underwear were collected as evidence. Cece also had a large amount of skin slippage. She didn't appear to have any obvious signs of injury or bruising to her neck area. There also didn't appear to be any injury to her mouth or face. Dr. Bruson advised Cece's preliminary cause of death was asphyxiation due to manual smothering. During the autopsies, Dr. Bruson measured the hips and shoulder width of both Bella and Cece and advised Mm -hmm. the smallest width on Cece at nine and a half inches the opening of the hatch of the oil tank was only eight inches in diameter. So the smallest opening on their entire bodies was nine and a half inches. So like none of their bodies we were meant to go through like this. The question we yeah. Spent five minutes on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But that the smallest opening or part of their body was nine and a half inches. Yep, that's an inch and a half that he's got to just fucking break. How much time do you think he took? Well, also fucking push them in. Well, it's not large. Hold on, I just like look at ourselves, and this is our. Oh God, what's happening with? And then we can do this. Oh, like we can go from here to this. Like that cuts off a decent amount. All right, we're done with autopsies. We're done with that. Absolute bullshit. I'm gonna pour me another glass so because now we get to go into his absolute bullshit plea deal. Jeff, uh, treat yourself with a little bit more blue corn. Uh, no, I'm out of blue corn. Oh. It was only one sample. Mom, you, you should go get some. Oh yeah, I'll just go get some blue corn. Am I going Texas single malt or Texas rye 100 proof? Oh, 100 proof. You're getting slushed. Oh, that's funny because the uh, Texas single malt was 53 percent alcohol. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. No. 
<laughs> yes. No. Go fuck yourself. Absolutely you abs- not. You absolute buffoon. Chris Watts plea deal. So on the on November 6th of 2018, uh, Chris filed a written waiver and a guilty plea deal. God, I fucking hate this. The plea deal said that Chris agreed to this in order to avoid the death penalty and Shanann's family approved it. Shanann's mother reportedly said he made the choice to take those lives, but I don't want to be in the position to take his. However, as soon as this happened, the investigation was immediately halted, leaving a ton of unanswered questions, which is why we're kind of in the spot we are today Mm -hmm. with all the theories, and he still hasn't opened up about it because he knows he doesn't fucking have to. Man, that family is such better people than I am. Yeah. So, oh, God. So, I'm actually surprised Colorado has death penalty. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Also, uh, they... no, I don't think they. No, they do. Why they didn't the to. fucking no? Why the fuck didn't the Aurora shooter get fucking murked? Oh, uh, uh, mental insanity. illness. Yeah, he wasn't competent to stand trial. Yep. Oh, so we're going to go through the counts of his plea deal. So, count one, murder in the first degree. So, the minimum sentence is life in prison without parole, mm-hmm. maximum death. Count two, murder in the first degree. Yet, same thing. Count three, murder in the first degree. Yet again, same thing. Count four, murder in the first degree. Same thing. If you're wondering where the... Oh, hold on. And count five, murder in the first degree. Where he got five, I don't know. Definitely a... four. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But... In his plea deal, it has five. Huh. Did they maybe count the fetus twice? No, that wouldn't make sense. I'm amazed they would have counted it. Maybe because it came out of the body, they counted it as a person afterwards. That does not make sense. No, it doesn't, but I'm trying to fucking... Props to to them for doing it. They logged him as a piece of evidence, but, you know, we'll move past that. and Count six. Unlawful termination of pregnancy in the first degree. Yep. 16 to 48 years confinement with the Colorado Department of Corrections. Um, A sentence to the Department of Corrections requires an additional mandatory parole period of five years for the crimes committed prior to July 1st and three years for the crimes committed after July 1st. Don't know why specifically those days. Then there's a fine of 5,000 to 1 million, maybe a set, maybe assessed (laughs) in addition or to in lieu of any sentence of imprisonment imprisonment count seven tampering with a deceased human body four to 12 years of confinement um sufficient mitigating circumstances may reduce the sentence to two years and up to a maximum of 24 count eight tampering with tampering with the deceased human body again count nine same thing tampering with a deceased human body so those are his nine charges the agreement is defendant will play plead guilty to all counts at fourth. Um, so he pleads guilty to all nine. Obviously um, agrees, and that means that now the death penalty is off the table. <laughs> Let's get into a little bit of something here. It's kind of, it's a little bit of a theory here. I'm gonna read a section from the book of the author. Theory. 
a section from the book by the authors. Um, I'm just going to read it how it is. So there are a lot of opinions on this plea deal, one of them being that the plea deal was taken on unlawfully. It certainly seemed to have been dealt with faster than in usual in such a high-profile case. Chris was never made to confess the entire truth to explain that the hows and whys in their entirety. We, the public, didn't get to hear what caused this once seemingly perfect husband and father to perform one of the most heinous acts. We can't be the only ones who felt cheated by this. Uh, To be fair, it is not our problem. Okay. Also, I I have my... uh... My notes. My notes. I just, I like. Do oh, I... yes. Now we get also the psychological stuff from Mick, which we will get into here with the <clears> sentencing. <throat> but uh, do I want them to have the stuff and should it like release to us and should it all have been released to us? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm not mad about it. I'm like, whatever. I you don't need because I'm mad about it. I don't need to know everything. After the amount everything. of time I put into this fucking goddamn. Series. Oh, well, I'm okay. pissed off that I got nothing out of so, it. So yes, there's that aspect of it, but I don't necessarily feel like I personally deserve an answer to this stuff. Like it's not something that they owe me. I had no part in this. I'm a so. firm believer that there's just evil in the world, and Chris Watts is evil. So that's my explanation, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, so I want to go into sentencing, but there's not a lot of stuff to go into. I mean, obviously Shanann's mom and dad talk and so do Chris's mom and dad, but it's pretty basic stuff and it's kind of just even more depressing because I hate listening to like victim statements and like that stuff because it's just depressing. I mean, like I get the point of it. I get it. Like you get stuff off your chest in the open to the person who did the crimes. I get it. I understand why they're there. I do believe that they should be a thing. I don't personally like going into them or talking about them because I don't think there's a whole lot. And also from what I've read of them, it's not like anything new comes out of it. Like, obviously they're pissed off with Chris. Like what? Like, (laughs) and then his parents are like, Oh, why would our child do like pretty straightforward shit? Like no one expected this coming. (laughs) Like blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a lot of go fuck yourself. We're disappointed in you and we hate you. And every once in a while, not in this situation, uh, we forgive you. <laughs> um, No, there's kind of some of that. Like, no one straight up says, like, Chris is a shit human being. Like, no one straight up says that. Uh, it, it's more of a, like, uh, the situation is shitty, but we don't blame the person kind of a thing. I don't know. If you want to go into it, read it on your own. I don't want to go into it. I don't think it's all that worth it. Um, Also, that means we're not really going to get into his sentencing because nothing comes out of it because he did a plea deal. So he just gets sentenced. He just gets all the pretty much the maximum he can for everything except for the death penalty. To be fair, a trial like this would have cost the state of Colorado upwards of $5 million. I mean, yeah. Would you like my professional, unprofessional, semi-professional? Yeah, if you... Yeah, yeah, I mean, so to make up for... so. To make up for the fact that sentencing's not that all that interesting, and I, I want to give you guys all the details and really go into stuff, but like if we do that, this is going to be like a seven part series and it's going to get boring after a while. And I don't want to do that. I want to hit on the highlights. I want you guys to get the main information and maybe a little bit more interesting things that maybe you didn't get from watching a documentary or whatever. But I feel like me going into the nitty gritty 
just stuff that you can find on your own that isn't interesting in the first place for us to talk about isn't worth me going into. Like, because I'll lose Adam 17,000 times during all those recordings. So, yes. But yeah, I mean, to make up for it, we'll have Nick break down the psychological eval of Chris Watts, which is hey. what his book was about. First off, my book has a psychological breakdown by a social, uh, so, so, sociology person. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't. Cons- I don't consider sociology to be a legitimate science, uh, <laughs> and I will die by that grave. I will die on that hill. Sociology is not a legitimate science, <laughs> um, unlike psychology. This book upsets me on many levels. Also, uh, I wrote down multi-level marketing company Lamal. Uh, because it's a pyramid scheme. I just wanted to reiterate that. Uh, but this book, uh, the I, it goes into the idea that anyone can be like Chris. Uh, and this is really fucking stupid. <laughs> um, if you worry that people... Sounds close- like uh, Ratatouille where anyone can cook. Yeah. If you worry that people closest, yeah, to but you, anyone could cook. It's that is true. <laughs> anyone can murder. If if you yeah, <laughs> if you worry that the people closest to you, uh, excluding if you have severe depression and severe anxiety, uh, uh, so that we're worry, out of it. That worry is idiotic. Uh, no, like, worse, wor- worse than us, Adam. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I I think you underestimate how bad I was. Uh, <laughs> That's like never eating because you're worried you're going to choke or get food poisoning. Um, it, it's just a really stupid I didn't idea. worry about if that. You're, I, if you're I worried, accepted that. If you're worried that the people closest to you are going to be murderers or just complete psychopaths who will just murder you, uh, it's, you're walking around idiotically. It's it's completely irrational. It's completely stupid. Like it it's more stupid than being afraid of spiders or being afraid of swimming in the kiddie pool. But there that that was a rip on the book. Uh, the the book also goes into the psychological breakdown of Chris, and it uh, basically claims that Chris was a narcissist. Um, I don't believe Chris was a narcissist. Uh, I'd say he had a handful of narcissistic narcissistic tendencies. Uh, he never. Showed... I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a full blown. No. Yeah. He no. he never showed a desire to always be center of attention, and he, or and he never claimed to be superior to everyone, which are key. It was very of... much the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. He. <laughs> those are key tenets of narcissistic personality disorder. He seemed psychology. more because the thing that like counteracts that is the amount that Shanann was on oh, social media and posting another, their lives. Another thing. Um, she might have been a narcissist. So, so the psychological psychology background, um, the Bible for psychology and clinical psychology diagnosing is the DSM-5. Um, and granted, I am not a personal big fan of the DSM-5. I believe it has been very politicized, and I don't like it. DSM-4 um, was better. Yes, DSM-4 was much better. Um, but DSM-5 does has uh, have updated new... Yes. Uh, I think that if you, I think most legitimate psychologists and psychologists take themselves seriously use both the DSM-5 and the DSM-4. The DSM-5, there is no such thing as psychopathy. There is no such thing as sociopathy. Um, Those are colloquial terms that people use to kind of lump in narcissistic personality disorder, um, neuroticism, um, 
other tenants of the Dark Triad, which uh, are neuropathy, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. That's a whole thing that I that's I wrote a twenty page paper on that, and I don't feel like getting into it. Um, Can you give a quick rundown of what each three of those were? Neur- neuroticism is basically kind. It, it's almost like depression, but like malignant depression i guess if if you'd consider depression benign neuroticism is like malignant uh depression where it affects your personality it affects your emotions but in an aggressive irritated way um psychopathy is your you don't feel emotion um it's it's again that colloquial term um, that is not in the DSM, but is still used a lot by psychiatrists and people in the psychological community. Um, and then there is Machiavellianism, which is the manipulation of others. Um, in the best way, it's named after Niccolo Machiavelli from 1500s Italy. I don't know why it's named after him, but it's called Machiavellianism. Um, that's, and then the idea is that those three things create the perfect... Uh, violent person um, in tandem and typically if you look at Ted Bundy if you look at Jeffrey Dahmer they all had those three things the, that they had the full Je- Jeffrey Dahmer I don't think fully fits that as much as like if you went into like Jeffrey Dahmer is a weird thing that we might get into later on I, a, like, uh, a podcast. Honesty, I don't know that much about Dahmer I don't think if you look into Dahmer's like prison interviews and stuff, it, it doesn't, it's a thing for a different podcast, but he doesn't fully fit it. Um, I would say like John Wayne Gacy and yes, like, John yeah, Wayne, Bundy. John Wayne Gacy is a perfect example of the dark triad. Um, Chris Watts had none of these. Um, he had zero, the zero ability to manipulate anyone other than Nicole. Um, and it was just basic lying. He didn't. He, I'd say he had. I'd say he had a decent amount of neuroticism, um, but I. I think he lacked really the big he parts. Yeah, he he lacked. The, and then like like so narcissistic personality disorder. The big things are, um, center of attention, the claiming to be superior. It always has to be about me, 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 me. That was none of Chris. He was a little bit manipulative. He didn't really know how to communicate emotions, but those are like underlying things. But also, that's a thing that a lot of people go yes. through. Like some people just suck at putting, um, like, getting their emotions out and stuff like gonna, that. It's gonna annoy me if I don't. Uh, neurotic. <laughs> if I don't give you a proper definition of neuroticism, uh, neuroticism has been. <laughs> Considered fundamental personality trait. Uh, it's part of the big five. Uh, such people are thought to respond worse to stressors and are more likely to interpret ordinary situations such as minor frustrations as appearing hopelessly difficult. We're all neuroticists. Um, I am most certainly neurotic. Uh, I, yeah, like I would self-diagnose myself as neurotic. Um, I mean, same. Yeah. yeah. So the, the thing, the thing with neuroticism I- is. Uh, clarifying it from depression because it is completely separate from depression um that's neuroticism so i i think there is an interesting case that could be made that chris had narcissistic personality disorder but it was so suppressed by shannon's by shannon's personality that it never really showed 
I personally don't buy it because he never showed signs of narcissistic personality disorder in early life and before meeting Shanann. Um, I think that Chris had some psychopathic tendencies. I think he had certain tendencies for uh, narcissistic personality disorder. Um, My personal belief is that he lacked the ability to really understand and embrace emotion. He was incredibly neurotic, but I think that came in large part from his father and his father's inability to convey and properly teach him how to show emotion. Can you describe the difference between neurotic and narcissist? So narcissist is the is the pursuit of gratification from vanity or egotistic in, in admiration of one's idealized self-image and attributes. The t- uh, bu- 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 bu. So it's me, me, me. I am the best. I am the greatest. There's no one better than me. And no one acknowledges that except for me. Uh, that is narcissism. Neuroticism is, again, the inability to handle basically overreacting on certain stressors that a normal per- person would... A normal person would react to their if so neuroticism. If someone, if a person without neuroticism opens their car door and or has someone ding their car door getting out of their car, that person is like, all right, annoying, whatever. Exchange information. It's not a big deal. Someone neurotic is going to flip shit and lose their mind. That it. That what we're going yeah. into. That's, okay. that's that was that's, that's the difference between the two. <laughs> All right. I mean. uh, and then so uh, again of of the I'm gonna go back to the dark triad. Um, Chris had s- very limited signs of psychopathy. He didn't show any signs of Machiavellianism. He, I'd say he, there's a very strong case that he was extremely neurotic. Okay. That is your unprofessional, professional, semi-professional, not professional at all opinion. <laughs> I am not a licensed I, I take psychiatrist. It. <laughs> Thanks for the disclaimer. We needed it. But I am a minor in forensic psychology. Before we get sued for like fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yep. Um, by Chris Watts. We, yeah, which we collectively have between the three of us. Honestly. Um. <laughs> so that means we can't record on Zoom for one whole month. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> We're screwed. Back to Discord. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna mention it here, but I'm gonna probably put a huge thing at the beginning. Um, we forgot to go over uh, Nicole's three police interviews, but it's also, just, it was so but also, yeah, they so gave Nicole. Yeah, they gave no information to fucking anything. They, literally, we gained nothing new. It's. Nothing new, nothing fucking worthwhile from it. Um, so we will skip those. Uh, <laughs> next is Chris does a prison interview later in it's like 2019. We get nothing from that either. But at it, this, I, is yeah, it, hold on. Yes, it's what I'm getting into. Uh, you get nothing from it. Also, um, <laughs> what did he do that for the documentary or after no, the documentary? Uh, when the documentary? No, it, I it, think it, the documentary it, was it, 18. I don't think it was that, but it was. It, it had to be that, or the documentary just didn't use it. But because nothing new comes out of it, nothing worthwhile comes out of it. But Tammy, uh, Coder, and one other person like go and talk to him. And um, one of our listeners wanted us to get into it. I'm gonna give you a brief explanation. Um, there are letters 
that people say they have received from Chris Watts while he's in prison. Um, after a while, he got moved into Wisconsin because he was treated so poorly in Colorado prisons, which is understandable from the fact that, uh, you know, it was committed in Colorado. Everyone fucking knew about it. And everyone fucking hated him because he killed two fucking kids, which does not go well in prison. Um, so Don't he ended up getting kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah. way to get your ass beat in prison. It's a great. It's a great way to get your ass killed in prison. It's true. a great way to get your ass beat and killed just anywhere. That's true. <laughs> true. Yeah. But um, leave kids don't alone. fuck with kids. Uh, PSA. Don't fuck with kids. PSA. Once they, leave once, kids they alone. once they turn eighteen, do whatever the fuck you want. Kill them, but not before. <laughs> don't fuck. We with do kids. not condone. The, us, yeah, I got. I got you. <laughs> Okay. Us people at You Hate to See It podcast do not condone the the statements made by Adam Filippiak, <laughs> and we do not approve of murder after the age of 18, and or before the age of 18. <laughs> we don't approve of murder. Just don't kill people. It makes everyone a little happier. So, there are people saying that they got letters from Chris Watts. There's people saying they know Chris Watts, that they had sexual encounters with him, and basically they go... And, and one of the huge topics is them talking about that type of stuff of like, did you have affairs with anyone else? Did you have sexual relations with anyone else? Not and it was always no. And the thing, of, <laughs> the thing about it is there are some letters that people say they receive from Chris Watts, like, and they have pictures of, it says on the address, like the return address, like Chris Watts returned to wherever. And the, from what I did from research looking into that is there's no proven way of there's there's nothing that says that that actually happened so i can't believe it's true I'm not saying it's false but there's nothing that shows that it's actually true other than just the pictures people took and but anyone can stuff an envelope throw a stamp on it send it somewhere get it returned to them because it doesn't go anywhere with whatever they put on it um there are a lot of questions about him having gay relations with people Ooh. That's not I expected to see. Um, which obviously he denies. There I mean, was... he's in prison. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. It checks out. He fu- He killed kids. I'm sure he's been fucked. There was a guy who like basically said that like he met Chris on a dating app and they had a casual, quick sexual encounter. A dating with app. We know exactly which one. <laughs> Grinder. Yeah. I was gonna say it, but <laughs> I was gonna say plenty of fish. <laughs> hey, man. But Chris I denies I all that used stuff. Used that a year. Um, they talked to Chris for like two. To way more hours i actually can't remember because i watched so many long ass fucking things with this um not nothing new or like, no new information comes out other like i think he not 100 because i can't fully remember at this moment because i'm very intoxicated um if he actually did say that he killed bella and cc we know he plead to it but I can't remember if in this interview that's like the only big thing that came out is that he agreed to it, but I don't, I'm not 100% and I don't actually think he did, but I feel like I remember hearing that. But outside of that, really nothing new or interesting comes out other than like they bring up people saying that they have had affairs with him or like he had affairs with them and shit like that, but nothing that can be concrete proven. And he also talks about, they talk to him about if he has contacted Nicole and he hasn't because Nicole won't answer anything. And he also doesn't for a very long time. He didn't even try to reach out because he thought she didn't want to. And also he didn't know how to go through it other than like through a lawyer, but 
he said something about like her lawyer just wouldn't like tell her about it and like that type of stuff but they hadn't communicated since then and also i haven't really found anything about nicole since then i'm assuming her life's not great it might be a little bit better now it's been four three four years now i mean might be a little bit better, but I would assume probably not. I the mean, documentary probably put it right back into a shithole situation yeah. because people are assholes in general. So as soon as that comes out, everyone who had no idea this was a thing is now jumping on the bandwagon. So, Right, yeah. So really, all we got left is, is theories. Uh, before we get into the theories, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Um, obviously, Chris Watts is a liar. Um, do we think in any way, shape, or form that the investigation was flawed? No. Even even if we don't think it is, explain why you don't think it is. We'll go into a not huge into it, but let's get into it a little bit. There's, I'm trying to remember everything. I do remember that I felt that there was some lackluster performances by certain officers but i can't remember the details of it was in part one that something happened that i was like wow like that's kind of not they allowed him to walk through the house with them but yet again they can't tell him that he's not allowed to so um and yet again they couldn't tell him not to be in his house so he got a whole night to clean destroy evidence if there was any I don't, I don't think that the investigation itself at any point was flawed. I think they did what they, with the scenario they were given the investigation at the time. was legal. Like, yeah. that's the problem is I, I don't have, like, my problem with the investigation is, like, things that I wish they wouldn't have done, which would have been illegal for them to say, like, don't let you, like, you can't be in this house, like, things of that nature yeah. that they can't say which is just more on a, like, a... But they didn't ever do that to him. Yeah, like, and... Until and they then, went into the actual investigation, which they were like, do you have a friend you can stay with? Or something well, like that. Well, and then so. there's, like, the only other issue I ever had with any part of the investigation was the interrogation. Well, the, which... we're, we're going to leave that out of... We're going to go into that separately we're just talking about the initial them showing up and then before he confesses or his interviews i don't think there's anything that they did technically wrong at all like i I think they actually handled it really well when going to his house to off the first initial 911 call and then the following day showing up with the cadaver dogs like and going anything you're innocent until proven guilty and Mm -hmm. that's what it was was this was just a situation that in hindsight like you wish you could have not done certain things, but that would have been illegal at the time. So I'm me personally, even the atrocity that this was, uh, I am still a firm mind and belief that it's better. Uh, 10 guilty men go free than one guilty, than one innocent be punished. Um, I know that's not, as popular now but i'm still of firm belief in that even though this is one of the worst crimes a man can commit i'd rather all people this that do might, like this outside of actually i don't know where i would rank this out of the ones we've done because i was gonna say besides <sighs> armin meaves but armin meaves actually i think this would rank above it because armin meaves the person was consenting it was just still <laughs> illegal 
Um, it was just gross. It was <laughs> yeah. gross and illegal. Very gross and yet illegal. But also, I, I think Michelle Nodick, what she did is a little bit worse. But that's just me personally. But So I, I think Michelle is probably worse because... Chris she did it for three kids' entire lives. Well, well yeah, like, lives, but like, here's the thing: like, it's Chris did it this one instance. He had this one instance of being a very bad human being, where Michelle was mentally torturing and emotionally torturing and people, and physically torturing these people for extended amounts of times, and then killing them. At least Chris, which is awful to say, but at least Chris just killed them. Yeah. Like, uh, the mental... It all happened within, what, maybe, like, four or five hours? Yeah, like, the torture aspect and then killing them, like, those are two very bad things where Chris has only done one very bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's any botched thing Um, with the confession and interviews. I don't think them interviewing him or giving him doing the polygraph. I mean, he willingly voluntarily did all those things up until the confession. The only thing I find sketchy was the way that they got his attention away from his father saying he needed a lawyer. It's sketchy, but it's also legal. But I personally find it a little bit eh. Question. But it's was, not illegal. I, well, I don't remember who she was, but the, that female Tammy. interrogator that... Tammy she, Lee, I believe. Yeah, she... Like... Uh, I mean, I am a believer of you're innocent until proven guilty. And in the episode that we talked about this interrogation, I mentioned, like, you are making an assumption that he is guilty right now and you are leading him into confessing based on the fact that you think he's guilty. Just the way she handled it, it worked out. If she handles a completely different situation, like if, or a different situation, a similar way, and it, it doesn't work out. You are very much in the wrong. So, so, Ooh. Uh, because of this is why I, I it is very important to know your rights and know how to handle being talked to by a police officer yes i yes. want yes chris I fucked want, up a lot i but... want police to be able to successfully do these things yes i want criminals to be stopped yes i want murderers to be put in jail and these types of crimes to be brought to justice but at the same time, it is incredibly important that you, the average person, knows how to, knows your rights, um, and knows that you, the, the Constitution is your friend. Uh, and so a huge thing about very that. idiotic to throw away your rights, which is what so a huge doing. thing about it is um, your Miranda rights aren't so everyone thinks because of crime shows, everyone thinks that when you are arrested, your Miranda rights are read to you. That's not the case. So, so that has a lot to do with when are you actually arrested? There's a very, there's a very fine point between you are brought in for questioning and you are now under arrest. That is why, that is why if you say, if you ask, Hey, am I under arrest? No, I'm going to go have lunch somewhere else. Leave. You can leave at any point as long as you are not under arrest. (laughs) 
Well, that's um, a that's a thing about uh, door, uh, fucking the Punte, the one, the boarding house killer, the one we just did before this. I think I don't know. It's been a while now. It seems like, um, that's why she got away because she technically wasn't under arrest, which is a weird thing from the fact that they found a body in your backyard, but yet they don't have any proof that she did it. it was the eighties, and she's like, I want to go have lunch down here, and they said, yeah, she technically wasn't under arrest. Nope. She could leave. Um, no, so, I mean, so for me, this is, like, a scary situation to be in, in terms of, like, looking at Chris, looking at myself, I, I have Asperger's, I am not, like, I don't think I would, I've, like, thankfully I've never had to go through the situation, but I, I don't think... If I found out that someone close to me, family, children, stuff had died, I don't, I probably wouldn't be crying either. I probably would show zero emotion as if I didn't care, which is not true. I would care. So, like, probably have an alibi. Well, yeah, but like going through this whole case of Chris Watts, oh, Two, him and like two different, like, I mean, he might have had Asperger's for all we know, but from what we do know, we both like two different mental disabilities that show in the same, a similar way. And for me, it's kind of scary seeing how in that interrogation, he putting myself in a situation like that trying to go into his like go into that and uh, i am innocent on like seeing and understanding how things are being reacted and then when this cop doesn't believe the things and forces well and also forcing a confession out of him that has happened to me not for anything like jail time or stuff when i was in high school I saw a cell phone on the ground, picked it up, was late, going to be late for class. So I was like, oh, like, I need to get to class. I'll turn this in later. Forgot about it and sat, was questioned by the officer at the high school for two and a half hours until I gave up and confessed to something that I didn't intentionally do, didn't do. I stole the cell phone because, I mean, technically I did, but it wasn't an intentional thing. And I sat there and was questioned until I just said, fine, fuck it. If you want. And literally I said, fine, fuck it. If you want me to admit, I sure, whatever, just let me the fuck go. Like I didn't do anything, but sure. And I said that and like having someone being taken advantage of like that scares the shit out of me for something more serious than taking a cell phone on accident. And that these, that exact thing has happened before, which mm-hmm. is a shame. It has happened. It has happened in, the past quite a bit back in the 50s and 60s when um, mental illness wasn't fully understood and was stigmatized. Um, to be fair, mental illness wasn't really understood 10 years ago when this happened to me. So That is fair, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's the thing about mental illness is it's always being like... It's new. It's always being yeah. learned. <laughs> There's always new stuff coming out of it. Like, we know schizophrenia we know mm-hmm. bipolar and we know depression and mm-hmm. stuff like that but there's always something new coming up because for each person all those things are different 
Yeah, so oh, you always have something new coming out of it. But before we go into that or anything like that, because that's a whole different fucking topic. That's a 16-week course. Y- yeah. Um, minimum. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> people study fucking years for that. But Some of us it, even drop just, out of those classes. It's just, it's it's just scary <laughs> seeing myself in in him. Yeah. and, and a- As w- being an innocent person who gets fucked over which is why because I'm of the ex- way you act and the way you think like I'm ex- the way you are perceived to see the next generation of law enforcement that grew up and understands this type of thing that understands mental illness i'm excited to see what this generation of law enforcement the, does yeah, with it the the new the new cops to understand that just because someone isn't showing emotion doesn't mean they're guilty. Sometimes they just weren't raised. It doesn't even law enforcement. It's lawyers. Yeah. It's, it's judges. Forensic psychologists. It's, 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 it's everyone. Peers. It's the jury. Yeah. It's just the next generation. Well, and like, to see that. people our age have the, like, not only do I have the mental illness, I was still raised on the a man has to be this kind of thing value which we yeah. are just now breaking away from i still which i don't <laughs> well yeah like i am not like i was raised men don't cry men don't cry mm-hmm. in public now you add my mental illness on top of that how the fuck do you want me to respond to things because i think mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be emotionless all the time <laughs> We're in a very weird spot, yes. but we need to move on because yes. we still haven't even gotten to the theories. Wait, so we still have more. What the fuck? Yeah, what? Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the theories. I just asked you a fucking question. Fuck. So <laughs> I wish we did this on the regular podcast. One question, thirty minutes. <laughs> so there are technically three different confessions. So the first confession was August fifteenth, two thousand eighteen, where he did it in front of the police, where he admitted. To killing Shanann after she had killed the girls, which was obviously untrue, as they had they had excused and he had confessed to the next part, whatever, blah blah blah. Second confession follows a discovery of shadows by a prominent YouTuber. Um, after and then he contacts the FBI. He after watching the CCTV footage, where he the, he saw shadows underneath, um. Chris's truck on the CCTV footage, and then it was leaked across the internet. Internet. Um, Chris was in daily contact with his family and knew everything that was being said about him. Um, when the detectives made an impromptu visit to the prison, he told them he was aware of the shadow, the shadows video, and then proceeded to tell them what had actually happened that night. He said he argued with Shanann, telling her he didn't love her anymore, and she threatened to stop. Um, stop him from seeing the kids and in a blind rage he strangled her moments later Bella walked in and saw her mom dead he would then proceed to wrap Shanann in a sheet dragged her downstairs to the truck stuffed her body into the footwell and then put the kids in took them to the oil field the the actual quote-unquote what we actually know quote-unquote actually know that happened the third confession was given in Sher- Sherlin Cadle in her book, um, which was called Letters from Christopher, which I would have read it, so I could have done more with this, but I just don't fucking have time to read every little bit. Um, Chris tells her he had been planning to kill Shanann and the girls for weeks before the actual murders. He also confessed to killing the girls twice. 
um Cadle's book was then withdrawn from sale because of some copyright issues, but she then has a new book containing these initial letters and more is due out in November, December of 2020 and is called The Murders of Christopher Watts. If you guys would like to go read it, go read it. I don't have time to read it and then put it into this episode. So whatever you guys learn from that, congrats. Great for you. But those are the three types of confessions we have. Have a wonderful, horrible time reading it. Yeah. So first one, first theory, pretty obvious, the theory of she actually killed the kids and then Chris killed her. I think personally, I think pretty fucking obvious that's not what happened. I just, I don't think it, I don't know. I just don't think, I feel like something would have picked up. So a huge thing, we're going to go back to the cadaver dogs I talked about so much in part two. Cadaver dogs, if that would have happened, should have picked up on a scent of death somewhere, even with bleach being used. There should have been some sort of hit at some point. But also, maybe he killed him quick and got him loaded up and that fucking out. But with the shadows underneath the truck, kind of, I think, personally proves that the kids were walked into the truck and into the back from the opposite side of the view of the camera. I think the kids were killed on site. One like at the oil place. Same. Agreed. Just because the thing for me is I feel like they would have ran the cadaver dogs through. I don't know why this never didn't happen. Maybe again, because the investigation was halted before it could even fucking start type of a thing. Cause he confessed and did a plea deal. They should have ran the cadaver dogs through his truck. Cause I feel like that would have been enough time to sense death at some point. Because he had like a 40-minute to an hour drive. I don't know if that's enough time, but I feel like if they would have done that pretty quickly, like a couple days or a week after, I feel like they probably could have hit on something. Because he confessed like two or three days after this whole thing. And after that, I feel like you would have done something with this truck. You'd think. Yeah. Then we got Theory 2, which is, you know, what we most people believe and what I believe is that he killed them on site. He killed her beforehand type of a thing. Whether it be of rage of her saying you won't ever see the kids again or if he just fucking decided to kill her for another reason or whatever. I still I like even though it's not like the rage of passion like the she killed the kids and he killed her. I think it was still done in some kind of rage of passion. Like she said something to flip that psycho switch in his head. So another thing that might do something with this second theory is another thing about the CCTV footage, which is so the affair ramped up to the next level once Shanann took the girls to North Carolina. So at some point during the next few weeks, Chris contacted Nate, which was his neighbor that did the CCTV. TV footage saying somebody had been tampering with his truck. Nate allowed him to check the footage and told Chris where to park in order for the truck to be covered. If you think about it, this is an important fact regardless of the theory because now Chris knew exactly where to place his truck for the least exposure. He would see what his neighbor would see or what the the cameras would capture. So he would know exactly where to park it and um, whether there was an actual genuine reason behind it or if Chris was just already planning what was coming up, um, no one knows. So theory three, the theory of 
about his confession to the author um sherlin i believe is how it's pronounced but i'm kind of stupid and drunk so one of the first things that chris told her was that evil spirits had been around him for a few weeks before the actual murders. There's no he, fucking way he actually used that. <laughs> there's no fucking way. He actually... He, there's no way. I refuse to believe he actually pulled that. I get one sentence into the third theory, and Nick is mad. He did not actually use that as an excuse. I refuse to believe that he did that. Nick's going to love the rest of this paragraph. I'm get so angry so bad. He also indicated something very dark and evil had gone on in Nicole Kessinger's house, although he wouldn't expand on that other oh, yeah. than uh-huh. to say... decided to peg him while he was going... <laughs> he was raw-dogging Nicole. Balfamet fucking... <laughs> Fucking God, I'm so upset right now. Oh, we got to the comedy. Yay. Oh, my um, God. Uh, he refused. It was probably the devil nun from The Conjuring 2. Like, he, he, hey, by the way, the next part of Conjuring is on HBO Max right now. We should watch Is that. it really? Yeah. I might watch it tonight. Oh, I was gonna, not, oh well, I was going to say we should watch that together, but okay. I'm not watching that if I'm staying at Adam's house with Jeff. I'm not. I know. I'm not all saying right, so, I have living paralysis demon. <laughs> Alright, like, so <laughs> um <laughs> Chris wouldn't explain on further than that, other than to say he was ashamed of the things Lucifer gives and really he, good blowjobs. And he would take those Lucifer details to the grave. In the DC show. He he said Kessinger had been involved in some very dark things, and as a result of that, he felt himself becoming darker and darker. He probably thought the strap on was a voodoo doll. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm sitting here now contemplating like, huh, I wonder what would happen if you stabbed a needle in the strap on now. Like, who screams? Like, who is that hurting if it's a voodoo doll? Oh, my God, I'm so mad. So? I have one of those somewhere. A voodoo doll? Yeah. That's horrifying. I went to New Orleans. I've never collected someone's hair to make it work on anyone. Stay away but... from me. So I'm going to go read. Nick, a I just real... got to hold my hands out under your head for the hair. Oh, about to read a very long. <laughs> I'm about to read a very long part here. So on the 14th of July of 2018, Chris invited Kessinger to his house for the second time on their way back from their trip from trip from the Shelby Museum. They gonna fuck. After playing around with their with Chris's dog for a while, she chased him up the stairs and had been totally shocked when she saw the photographs of Shannon and the girls. These images must have brought it home to her that she was tearing a family apart. He tried to calm her down and ended up telling her that he and Shanann had discussed having another baby in weeks before he had met Kessinger. This freaked her out by all accounts, and she supposedly told him she didn't want to be able to give him. Sorry. This freaked her out by all accounts, and she supposedly told him she wanted to be able to give him his first son. It was from this moment his plan was to cause Shanann to miscarry. On the first night he arrived in North Carolina, he wasted no time putting his plan into action. Shanann complained of a headache, and he gave her 80 milligrams of oxycodone, telling her it was an over-the-counter painkiller. He was certain he'd give her a large enough dose to cause her to lose the baby. But instead, 80 milligrams. But instead, she was up all night vomiting. Um, I can only surmise she refused to take any more as it had made her so ill. Chris wouldn't say where he got the oxycodone from, telling Sherilyn 
that it was another detail he'd taken he'd take to his grave. So, although Kessinger had supposedly told him to try to fix things with his wife when he was what at was the that airport. Number? One more time, I'm sorry. 80. 80. 80. The the normal <laughs> dose for an adult, first dose for an adult is fucking nine. Nine milligrams. Yee. Holy shit. <laughs> so Kessinger had supposedly told him to try to fix things with his wife when he was at the airport. She had been a little snarky with him over text when he had told her he couldn't call her. She asked, why are you with her? Rather than causing him to feel annoyed with uh, Kessinger for the added pressure, it made him act even cool, like more cold towards Shan- Shanann. He refused to sleep with her that entire week, which left him able to spend the nighttime hours messaging Kessinger instead. Um, we read Shanann's messages from Chris from around the time that he could censor despair, and all the while Chris was messaging Kessinger as though he hadn't a care in the world. Fast forward to the 12th of August, 2018. When Chris put the girls to bed that night, he knew it would be the last time he ever did. He said he knew what was going to happen, yet he felt powerless to stop it. He spent the day at a birthday party, played with water balloons, sang songs, prepared dinner, showered them, read bedtime stories, and all the while was in no doubt what he intended to do the following morning. So, Shannon arrived home before 2 a.m. They had sex, but... Blah, blah, blah. His alarm sounded. He got dressed before going to wake Shanann. He dealt with the girls, taking a pillow off the bed, their beds. He smothered each of his daughters where they lay. Afterwards, he climbed back into bed with Shanann before he would wo- would have woken her to argue or <clears throat> he would have just attacked her. He was scared of her after all. But he goes into de- detail about the argument. So basically argues with her and then smothers her. Um, then loaded the girls and Shanann's body into the truck, drove them to the gravesite, did blah, blah, blah. All right, everyone. So this is Jeff here. I just want to explain to you that for some reason, drunk Nick decided to just stop the recording for some fun reason. So the basic of the end of that theory that I was just talking about is it just explains that he used evil forces basically is the reasoning behind him killing his family but that is actually the wrap up to our chris watt series three whole parts we're getting to a lot of stuff i hope you guys enjoyed we do greatly appreciate the support that we've gotten going through um for all of our podcasts especially lately you guys have been amazing all right and if you want to follow us on social media uh in the description is our link tree so you click on that it'll give you the links to all of our social medias and anywhere you can find podcasts to listen to the podcast it also has our Podbean, which is if you become a patron you get extra stuff like unedited videos and at the one dollar tier you get the taskmaster special from the beginning of this year but to wrap it up as nick always says professionals have standards and we don't clearly nick doesn't because he fucking cut off the recording and as adam says we're better than you uh thank you and we appreciate you